As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free this is holly fry from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new suv like an adventure ready rav4 available with all-wheel drive your new rav4 is built for performance on any terrain or check out a stylish and comfortable highlander with seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. Action-packed hour on Thursday for you. And Thursday night football, we are doing a full handicap. Vegas, Fezzik, Fezzik, the NFL expert, he loves the underdog here. I'm going to try to talk him off it. Hopefully for his pocketbook, he'll listen. Also, trends of the week. Also, we've got a best bet in tonight's Thursday TNT NBA game for free and a Golden State Warriors line that's going to blow your mind. I'm joined in studio by the pros who know, Fazek, NFL expert, Brad Powers, all the college knowledge, Here's my personal promise. We will deliver the Vegas truth to you, but you can't have pros without Joe's. He is Jonas Knox. Thanks, RJ. Always good to be here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We start in the NFL Thursday night football week 13 kicks off a little over two hours from now on Fox. It is the Saints winners of 10 in a row who are in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. New Orleans is a seven-point favorite. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on this matchup? Now listen, Fez, on Tuesday, and you let hey, full disclosure, Steve Fezzik has been killing it on his Tuesday early release. You, you've been right about the picks, and you've been right about the line moves. I think we'll see in, and you gave Dallas plus seven and a half on Tuesday. The line is moving towards seven. There are still some seven and a halves out there, but it's certainly closer to seven. By the way, guys, if you do end up sticking with Fezzik's bat, 
you got to get that seven and a half. Seven is the second most key number. We often talk about three in the value. Well, three's the most valuable number. Seven is second in the NFL. Why? Field goals and touchdowns. Think about it. Other key numbers, 10, 14, 17, 21, et cetera. Now, Fez, we do something called a crossfire. I don't want to intimidate you because, I mean, if you just listen to the music of Crossfire, I mean, that's scary, right? No, no, no. I want, I want to give you every opportunity, every opportunity to explain your case very clearly. So take a deep breath because I'm going to destroy it, right? <laughs> but I want, I want you to have every opportunity. Explain to me why we should be batting the, our... our Hundreds of thousands of listeners from coast to coast. Why should they be betting Dallas plus seven and a half, let's say? And I have made one of my bigger bets of the year on the Cowboys in this game, RJ. And it's really all about value. The New Orleans Saints are now on a 9-0 and straight up and against the spread run. And I feel that the point spread tax is being applied to this game. So define point spread tax. When I take a look, when I make a number and I set the line that I would make, if I look at the power ratings I have on these two teams, the Saints are my number one team in the NFL. The Cowboys are tied for 14th. When I go ahead and look at the numbers that I have adjusting for home field advantage, I personally made this game Saints minus three and a half. Okay. So if you're saying the Saints are the best team, that's a basic assumption of the number you just created. It's going to be hard to say, oh, Fezzik doesn't like the Saints enough. You could maybe make that case because you've got the Saints – a half a point above Kansas City, your second team, one point above the Rams, and one point above the Patriots. Now, I think the Patriots need to be down a little bit, but it doesn't change the Saints number. I think it's more you're a little high on the Patriots, in my opinion. Maybe you could make the case the Saints should be, let's say, a point and a half over everybody, Kansas City, Rams, whatever. But still, the line would be four and a half, instead of three and a half, is what you think the number should be. And ultimately, that's what a handicapper does. That's what a pro better does. That's what Fezzik does, is he says, this should be the number. Here's what the number is. There's an overlay. I'm getting value. You think Dallas should be plus three and a half? It's plus seven and a half if you shop it. So you win when you shouldn't if the game falls four. Or, uh, yeah, four, five, six, or seven. That is the definition of a monster bet. You don't have that kind of spread too often. That's why it's one of your bigger bets of the year. And a situation like that. Is that, to, a, is that a yes? That's a yes. You go to your safe deposit box, you get out the rubber band, and you make the big bet, RJ. Okay. Now, I'm not going to debate you on the Saints being the best. I agree. I'm not going to debate you on Dallas being 14th, a little above average. They're tied in your rankings with Seattle. They're tied with Green Bay. Yeah, you could debate Dallas a half point better, half point worse, but that feels right. The team that's right below Dallas in your rankings, the Titans. I think most people would agree Dallas is better than the Titans. So there's there's no sense you're really high on Dallas. There's no sense you're really low on the Saints. You think there's value. Okay. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas breaking down Thursday night football, Vegas style. I like your rationale even more 
because I can explain why there's a premium, a tax, as you call it, on the Saints. It's not just, as Jonas said, that the Saints have won 10 straight, and that looks great on the scoreboard in the standings. It's the Saints have covered the Vegas number nine straight, nine and zero last nine. If they win and cover this 10th game tonight, it'd be the first NFL team since 1992. Stan Humphreys and the Chargers. I was actually, this is a true story. I was living, I was taking a gap year post Ohio State. That really meant I was drinking a lot and chasing gals. But, <laughs> but I was on Humphreys like crazy. In fact, you know, Tony Soprano said, if it wasn't for that guy, I wouldn't have my second boat. Well, <laughs> Stan Humphreys helped me out back in 92. They covered, actually, I think it was 11 or 12, ultimately. They started 0-4, right, and then went on that epic run. Yeah, straight up. So the amazing thing, though, is it's been 25 or so years since a team has won against the spread 10 straight. The Saints are on the cusp of doing that. Now, you might say, RJ, what does that mean to us? Well, what it means is anyone that's bet the Saints the last nine games has gotten paid. And, I, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but if you do something and the bookie hands you back money every time you do it, you keep doing it. That's the rationale. So not only do you have value as you perceive it, there's logic to why you have value. Because if you don't know why you have value, I'm always scared you're missing something. Me, you, Brad, anybody. So we have the defined value. We also have the reason there's value on the Cowboys. Fezzik says the line should be three and a half. We're getting seven and a half. All makes sense. Let's talk home field. Another factor. Thursday night road teams, you might say, oh, disadvantage for the Saints. Do you think that's the case? It is not the case this week because both teams have had a full week of preparation. Both played on Thursday. And also, just in general, Thursday road favorites, 56% against the spread last 30 years. So they actually do well. Road dogs do horribly on short rest. So you have the full rest for each team. And additionally, favorites typically are fine even on short rest on Thursday. So I agree with you there. No extra advantage for Dallas. Also, just to give us a little perspective, I'm going to go back. We went back in the database thinking about what kind of team is favored by over a touchdown on the road. The Chargers... Early in the year, a lot of optimism, even then, were seven-and-a-half-point favorites at Buffalo early in the year. And no one thought anything of Buffalo. In fact, Buffalo was considered the worst team in the league to start the season. So think about that. Chargers at Buffalo, seven-and-a-half. Now you've got the Cowboys team, the home team, an above-average team. They're getting seven-and-a-half. It makes sense. You better have not just the best team this year, but maybe the best team or a team that's a all-timer, you know, one of the five best of the last decade. I'm not sure the Saints are that. They might be. Okay. A lot of good reasons that Fezzik's right. I don't think he is, but I'm giving you every opportunity. Any closing thoughts? No, I think we summarized it. Now, here's why I don't like it. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. I think it's a horrible matchup for Dallas. So on one hand, let's consider what does Dallas want to do? Dallas wants to run the ball. Pound the rock. They want to pound it. And Zeke's been running 
very effectively. Well, if you look at the Saints' defense, DVOA, advanced metric, high value, the Saints' run D is number three. Wait, I thought the Saints weren't supposed to have a good defense. Number three, their pass D, number 28. So the Saints are built for a team that wants to run the Saints' defense against that team. Now let's flip it. Dallas's D against the run, number seven. Awesome. Against the pass, Dallas's defense, number 26. Hmm, Drew Brees likes to pass, doesn't he? So now you've got a Saints team that loves to pass against the number 26 passing defense, and you've got a Dallas team that needs to run. If they don't run, they're in trouble against the third best rushing defense in the Saints. By the way, when Dallas runs for 100 plus yards as a team, six and one straight up. When they don't, 0 and four. 0 and four straight up. Thoughts? Well, I think Dallas is going to run for 100 yards. You look at against the third best rush defense, even though this season they've had. Four games, they didn't achieve that. Well, you can bet on Zeke Elliott's production, and his over-under on his rush yards is actually 86. So the betting markets say as good as that Saints rush defense is, that Elliott is going to get his yards tonight. So 86, boy, that doesn't make me feel super optimistic about that. If anything, that seems to be a statement that Dallas isn't going to run all that effectively. Well, I think they're going to get 100 rush yards plus. Well, maybe, maybe. You bring up a great point, too, RJ, where we start out with— Well, first, you haven't admitted any great points yet when you say two, but go ahead. You're fighting me on Dallas running the ball, but go ahead. I'm not going to fight you because it's a bad matchup for the really good Dallas rush offense going up against a Saint defense that stops the run, and certainly we need to make an adjustment to the number that I've made, that three-and-a-half pure number, so maybe we make it four-and-a-half. Maybe my edge is not as big as the four-power rating. I'm not sure if the bad match— Matchups on both sides of the ball should be adjusted for by a point, <laughs> which you tend to, like some center no one's heard of, you'll say is worth a point. Last thing on this. Dallas, when they win the turnover battle, 5-0 and straight up. When they lose the turnover battle, 0-2. When they tie, 1-3. So if they don't win the turnover battle, Dallas is 1-5. We've got a team super dependent on the Cowboys of old school football. Short passes, mobile quarterback, run the ball. But we know turnovers are luck except for quarterbacks throwing interceptions. Hmm. Drew Brees this year, 29 touchdowns, one interception. I'm going to offer you the following. Let's bet it even money who wins the turnover battle. Do you want to do that? I'll take the Saints. Hmm. I will decline. Decline. That. <laughs> so now, now we have a Dallas team. If they don't win the turnover battle, is one and five, playing the best team in football. I'm going to give you a chance to back out of your best bet. No way. I think they'll probably lose the turnover battle by one. I don't think one will be sufficient. Even though they don't even win when they tie the turnover battle. They don't need to win. We're getting seven and a half. All right. Well, listen, that is how wise guys think, at least what I said. Fezzik is the typical wise guy. I call them the duct tape on the shoe guy, Jonas. It's the guys (laughs) that what they did. Now, Fez is as sharp as they get, but he is in his 50s. Sometimes he regresses back. What what bet? Oh, I'm gonna bet the turnover straight up. Oh, I just tapped yes. it. A hundred bucks, baby. Brad, you'd love a piece. Do you want to give Brad a hundred of this? You sure. Want- no, I'm good. 
You don't want a hundred of it? Yeah, I do. All right. You giving it to him fast? Sure. Oh, see, Brad, his ego got banged up a little bit. We just got 200 out of it. I like it. Thank you, RJ. When we come back, we are going to give you the biggest, most important trends of the football weekend. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will have trends of the week in college football and the NFL. We love bringing Vegas and all the fun of Vegas straight to you every weekday right now on the Strip. 54 degrees and amazingly, amazingly, it's raining, raining. Maybe the seventh day this year. I'm sick of it already. But, hey, this is Vegas. Brad, let me ask you a question. Personally, I think that first segment, if you missed it, get the podcast, wowza, wasn't good for Fez. What do you think? No, if I had a towel, it would have been thrown. It was bad, Fez. It was like Rocky Four, like yeah. like like throwing the towel, throwing the towel? Mm, even worse, in my opinion. <laughs> worse <laughs> than when Creed died? Yeah. Wow. You know, guys, I'm not trying to butt in all the way from L.A., and uh, and I'm not trying to pick sides here, but I do feel a little bit of sympathy for Fez after that, how that first segment went. I do need to point out that Steve Fezzik, earlier here on Fox Sports Radio, was given a shout-out by the one and only Colin Coward. There's three or four guys in the country that, when it comes to, like, sports gambling and sports lines, and I really pay attention to, Steve Fezzik uh, works at pregame.com. I uh, met him once, don't really know him, but he's very – he has a power ranking. It's the first thing I look at every week when it comes out. He has the Dallas Cowboys. He's very accurate, tied for 14th in the NFL with Green Bay, who's 4-6-1. and one. Wow, Fez. So, listen, you can go home tonight <laughs> saying, on one hand – Throwing the towel against RJ. On the other hand, Colin says you're one of the best out there, which I think is true. You're just not me. No one is you, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife would say that's a good thing. Right? <laughs> one, one is enough. I think most anyone would say. Guys, we do it every single week here on Straight Out of Vegas. It's time. Now, trends. trends of the week on Straight Out of Vegas. And we start in college football for the trends of the week. I tell you, Brad, all the college knowledge, you dig in. You spend the time on this stuff. You uncovered three great trends for the college football weekend. Let's start. Big game, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, and just quite simply, a series trend here. Texas and Oklahoma, last six meetings. Texas, 6-0 and against the spread. And more impressive to me than the 6-0 and is the average cover. That's expectations. Texas has covered those six by 14 points per game. Great teaching moment. When you have a small sample size, and again, if it's 6-0, and oh, that's small, but boy, it's got the big zero, right? 6-0. and oh. Look at the against the spread margin. If there's a bunch of coin flips, eh, maybe it means something. But if it's like, wow, over a touchdown, 10 points per game that the line was off, that's even more of a sign there's something meaningful. And Brad, we've talked about it. Oklahoma is built to beat Big 12 teams. Texas is the least Big 12-y of the Big 12 teams. 
Yeah, and, and in that in, in regard, Texas much better in the secondary. Athletes to cover that Oklahoma spread offense in space. Texas also has a lot more guys, bigger guys up front that can handle Oklahoma as well. We're straight out of Vegas. Trends of the week, college football number two, also Texas. Yeah, and this one is head coach specific, and it's the Texas head coach, Tom Herman. As either an offensive coordinator or head coach, Tom Herman coach teams, 23-1 and one against the spread. Getting points, even as a head coach. As an underdog, 12-1 and one against the spread. Wow. So what's the rationale there? I've got my theory. We've been talking about that trend for over a year on Straight Out of Vegas. What is the rationale? Because the number is eye-popping. Yeah, I think anytime a guy with, the, I would say, the persona of a Tom Herman maybe has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder when they're in the, in the underdog role. You know, the coach that Tom Herman coached under, Urban Meyer, he's very good as a dog. Perfect. We mentioned it, the Ohio State-Michigan. He's perfect. Urban Meyer is as a dog. So anytime you get a guy with the bravado of a Tom Herman, Urban Meyer, when they're catching points, I think there's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And, and I think it's also, quite frankly, and it's a variation on what you just said, is I think a lot of it is about believing in yourself, right? Is the the idea that, hey, I can we can win this game. That's half the battle when it comes to being an underdog. Absolutely. Belief can't do believing you can win the game is a half of it. A lot of times when you're in the dog roll, it's a helmet game. You, you think you're gonna lose so, going in, so that's just, what'll happen. Slowing down a helmet game. What does that mean? Like when you're playing in Alabama. I think half the time teams, when they're facing in Alabama, the game's over before it even starts. So you're saying the psychology, yes. you're, the team is almost like the Mike, Ty Mike Tyson effect. Yes, absolutely. Great example. Yeah, full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go. Those Dylan Panthers could come back. <laughs> All right, last trend in college football. Yeah, and this one is Alabama-specific with Nick Saban. Since day one, anyone that's coached an assistant coach under Nick Saban, how has Saban done against his former assistants? Undefeated, 15-0, covering 73% of the time. That's the case here, obviously. Curry Smart, a defensive coordinator under Nick Saban. Wow, never lost to an assistant, Nick no. Saban. That's Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. We continue with Trends of the Week here on Straight Out of Vegas. Next up, the NFL. Let's talk about two sides of the same coin. Big winning streaks, big losing streaks. Now, winning streaks come in two forms. One is straight up, standings. Other is against the spread. We've talked about the against the spread with the Saints earlier. What does that tend to do? It tends to make people want to bet them more and more. Straight up, you would think, oh, it's talked about more on TV, on radio, because all shows aren't Vegas-specific, right? But the power of the wins, if you don't get paid, aren't quite as much. But the concept is the same. If a team wins a bunch, oftentimes they get expensive. If a team loses a bunch, they get cheap. And like any market, like the real estate market, stock market, you want to buy cheap, you want to sell when it's expensive. So let's start on the expensive side. Houston Texans have won eight straight games. They're five and three against the spread during that run. NFL teams last 30 years that's won eight or more games straight in the same season. Because once it's between seasons, it doesn't really have the same effect. Eight or more, so Houston falls in. 42% against the spread. Almost 200 games 
42%. Fez, you got a mansion and a yacht, and your goal was to hit what? 55%. So if all you did was fade these teams with eight or more straight, straight up wins, you'd be 58%. And think how strong it is with a sample size of 200. That's a big sample we can trust at RJ. Now, doesn't mean you play it blind, but it means you want to probably go against that streak or pass because, boy, overcoming 42%, betting on that team with a streak, very hard to do. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Trends of the week, second and final NFL trend here. The other side of the coin, the Jacksonville Jags, obviously having a horrible run here. We could talk at length, I think, about Jacksonville showing you how much NFL games really are driven by a couple of plays here or there. I mean, this team, Jacksonville was what? 30% to win the Super Bowl. If you could have stopped time at their high point against the Patriots in the AFC title game, Jacksonville's odds to win the Super Bowl feds about 30%? 30% when they're up 20-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter with the football against the Pats. Because they win that game most of the time, and then... Were they going to be against Philly? Probably about Pickham against Philly. It's not even clear who would have been favored. Yeah, wow. And now, Jags have lost seven straight. NFL teams that's lost seven or more straight in the same season. This is straight up, not against the spread. Just lost the game. We have over 225 games last 30 years. 57%. Now, think about the symmetry on that, Jonas. It's almost the same on both sides, winning a bunch of games, losing a bunch of games. And if you win a bunch of games, you're eight point percentage points worse than flipping a coin, 42%. If you lose a bunch of games and now you're cheap, you're seven percentage points better than flipping a coin at 57. It's so you've got to be contrarian. You've got to be contrarian to win in the NFL when a team's winning a bunch. You want to go the other way. When they're losing a bunch, that's when you want to wrap their arm, your arms around them. And no one wants Jacksonville right now. Just three weeks ago, they were that's playing. That's why they're cheap. They are playing the Colts, and the line was, was three, and they're on the road. Now Jacksonville is home, and they're getting another point. They're getting four, a point more than when they were home. We almost had a clean segment that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> and Fess says, you know, i got to say something that 5% of the people are going to – you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you – 30 seconds to actually explain what you just said. So let's go through it. So what was game number one? You just gave me two games. Indianapolis, Jacksonville. They played twice. The first, uh, the game, first game I asked. Yes, was at Indianapolis. All right. And what was the line? Jacksonville was plus three. Okay. So at the time, Jacksonville was getting three points on the road against the Colts. Yes. This week. This week, Jacksonville was playing the Colts again in their home and they're getting four points. Wow. So home field, the switch is about six points because home field's three. So if you go from home to home, you should be six points advantage to the team. It's now home. And the line actually swung. So it's like a seven-point swing. They're actually getting a point more. So you're saying relative to what Jacksonville was considered against the Colts just a few weeks ago, the Colts are some combination of seven points better, Colts upgrade, Jacksonville downgrade. Correct. I'm, I'm never going to forgive Fez for making me go through that, but we owed it to the audience to help them understand. When we come back, as a Steelers fan, I'm going to explain to you why 
Colin Cowherd and, quite frankly, everyone is wrong about the distraction they think that interception was. That's coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Byer. Saints and Cowboys start week 13 on Fox at 7.30 Eastern time. No Tyron Smith expected for Dallas tonight as the tackle is likely to miss the game with neck and elbow injuries. Mitchell Trubisky of the Bears starting quarterback likely to miss his second straight week because of his shoulder injury. Didn't throw at practice at all as Chase Daniel likely on track to start against the Giants coming up this Sunday. Busy day in college football, including Texas Tech close to hiring Utah State's Matt Wells to be the Red Raiders next head football coach. Chargers offensive coordinator Ken Wisenhunt will reportedly interview with Georgia Tech for their head coaching vacancy. That's according to ESPN while East Carolina today fired head coach Scotty Montgomery. Lonzo Ball expected to play for the Lakers tonight but the point guard is considered a game time decision. They take on the Pacers. He's dealing with a sprained ankle. Already ruled out of the team's next two games, including tonight against Toronto Warriors forward Draymond Green expected to miss Monday as well against the Hawks because of his toe injury. And at the Hero World Challenge, Patrick Reed and Patrick Cantley on top of the leaderboard at 7 under par. Tiger Woods tied for 15th in the 18-player field at plus 1 after a round of 73. Back to you guys. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, another look ahead at Thursday Night Football plus a best bet in the NBA. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Fez, you're a master of the prop bets. Do you have any props for us coming up on uh, the Thursday night game? I do, and it might surprise you. Ooh, a little bonus prop from (laughs) Fez. I want to talk Steelers. I'm a huge fan of Colin Cowherd. In fact, tomorrow, bottom of the hour, so exactly 24 hours from now, Colin Cowherd's exclusive pick number six. First place in the world you can get at 6.30 Eastern right here on Straight Out of Vegas on Fridays. Let's... Talk Steelers, because I think Colin is way wrong. He's saying, oh, Big Ben is still talking about this interception. You know, maybe we can describe it as Big Ben throwing his teammates under the bus or him being self, uh, you know, defensive. I don't care how you explain it. What the typical talk guys believe is this is bad. This is a distraction. Why aren't they focused on the Chargers? As a Steelers fan that follows this team very closely, and I bet with my head, not my heart. Now, occasionally, when they're in the Super Bowl, I bet with my heart. I do an emotional hedge. It's it's now I've done this now twice. Well, no, three times, I guess. So Super Bowl 40, right? When they beat Seattle. I thought that was a well-officiated game, by the <laughs> way. What? I'm just telling my opinion. <laughs> Against Arizona. When I was there, and then, unfortunately, that Green Bay game, Mendenhall, oh, I'm never going to forgive him. You know, Mendenhall actually is the head writer for Ballers. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he's like the supervising writer. So I can't be too hard on him because the guys at Ballers have been great with us, but that fumble. But what I do is I bet $200 against the Steelers, figuring if the Steelers win, I'm more than happy to spend the 200 and if they lose I'm I'm mad but I got that 200. I love it. I don't think it's enough. Your emotional attachment has to be way more than 200 though, right? You know, I'm I'm very frugal, 
Give me 200 and I'm happy. I could I could have a lot of fun in Vegas, especially like on a Tuesday night. Like Saturday night maybe it's not enough. Tuesday. But here's what I think about Pittsburgh here. I think it's all about are they paying attention? If the Steelers are paying attention, they are one of the best teams in the NFL. I think they're clearly better than New England, let's say, if they're paying attention. I think Kansas City, I think they're right there with Kansas City if the Steelers are paying attention. And a lot of that is driven by the Steelers' defense. I don't think people realize. I mean, it's been since September the Steelers have given up more than 24 points. And the only game they gave up more than 17 was that Denver game. So this D leading the league in sacks, the Steelers, is mighty good. When this offense is clicking, I don't think any team, and I would make the case, and we'll see what the Rams become when the Rams are healthy on defense. But I would make the case that no team that has an elite offense, and Pittsburgh's on that list, none of those teams have a defense as good as the Steelers. So let's go down your power rankings. Saints defense, not as good as the Steelers. Chiefs, not. Rams, not, though I think the potential is they could be. Patriots, not. And now we get to the Chargers. Are the Chargers an elite offense? I'm not sure. If they are, then that defense is pretty good. And obviously the Bears, but we know the Bears aren't an elite offense. Right? So I think Pittsburgh could be the most complete team when they're paying attention. When they're not, you get that Jags game. And in a weird way, the fact they won that game affirmed them. It's like, oh, I only slept four hours before my SATs, and I got a great score. Why do I need sleep? Well, next time the SATs got, you know, maybe it was the MCATs, and oh, bad score, right? Denver was the next level up. But you know something about that Denver game? This is amazing. Pittsburgh outgained Denver by 219 yards. That was the most yardage differential of any game last week. So if we use yardage as a proxy to how well you're doing, your net yardage relative to your opponent, Pittsburgh was the most dominant team last week. And they lost. Because they were minus four in turnovers. Minus four in turnovers. Big Ben, the fact that all we've been talking about all week in the media is those turnovers, I think means Big Ben's paying attention. And if he's paying attention... That's worth whatever distraction there. I don't think it's a distraction. I think it focuses Big Ben's mind. And I'm not saying he's doing it on purpose or whatever. He may be. But whatever the case, do you think Big Ben is thinking turnovers on Sunday? I think he is. I think he's thinking about not committing turnovers. And if he is, that means he probably won't commit as many because it's usually sloppiness with Big Ben. And because of that, I like Pittsburgh. Fez. I like Pittsburgh as well. Looks a lot like the same spot they had against Carolina when they were focused in primetime, and they whacked Carolina also that deep. No, that was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. And the defense that you talk about being so good to it, coming back for Pittsburgh, he's missed the last two games. That D might get even better. One of the best D linemen out there that doesn't have a big name. That was Notre Dame, right? Yeah, Stefan Tuitt. Yeah, second-round pick. I was happy when it happened, and it certainly has turned out. Quick question, Fez. Ten seconds. You're the master of reading the lines. It feels like the Steelers line is dropping down. Do you, if you like Pittsburgh, do you wait and hope for a three? Yeah, no reason not to, because although I'm not certain it's going to go to three, not a big loss if it goes to four. And if we can get that three, so much more valuable to lay three versus minus three and a half. So hedge funds talk about asymmetric risk. 
is on one side, you've got a little bit of risk that it goes to four. It doesn't hurt you so bad because it's not a key number, but you have a big gain if it drops to three. So if you like Pittsburgh, think about waiting and looking for that three. That's what I'm going to do. Speaking of bets, when we come back, a best bet on TNT NBA basketball TV tonight. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted, and it's money-making time next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit Progressive.com today. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we will have Clay Travis's SEC Pick of the Week. But first, we've got a special gift from Brad Powers. So, Brad, we've been we've been getting a ton of attention for this. It's called the Moneyline Parlay. Wink, wink. How could it lose? I've been waiting. I've been anticipating. What do we got this week? We got nothing, RJ. What? What we got is a winning season, so we're going to sit for right <laughs> Wait now. Wait a minute. So what's your record? So what we did with <laughs> this, this is kind of a variation on the best time to be bad. We know it's bad to do money line parlays, but we think with all your skills, almost like in The Godfather, remember with the mortician, he said, use all your powers and all your skills. Look how they massacred my boy. Well, the massacre is the bankroll of people typically betting money line parlays. We were trying to figure out, could you beat it? What was your record this year? Five and five. So how's five and five a win? <laughs> because every single week it was plus. Bet 100 to win 115. 120. So you, you, you are five and five sneaking over with the plus money yeah, and you're pro- sitting. Yep. Oh, these Vegas, you can't trust these Vegas guys, Jonas. All right. I'm forcing you. This is the boss's prerogative. You probably didn't want to do this. Give me a best bet winner in college football on a one-teamer then. Yeah, Big Ten Championship game. We're going to take, RJ, your Ohio State Buckeyes, minus 14. And it's not often that I take a two-touchdown favorite because what's always the question, does this team have the motivation to get margin? I think Ohio State certainly needs to get some margin here if they're going to have any chance, RJ, to get in the college football playoff. Buckeyes will look to dominate Northwestern, and I think the advantage here is where the game's played, inside a dome, fast track on turf. That'll extenuate the speed advantage the Buckeyes have over Northwestern. Take Ohio State. Guys, it's time to get our weekly visit from Clay Travis as we look ahead to the SEC. Now, we're going to make you guys lots of money. Clay Travis's SEC Pick of the Week. Thanks, RJ. The best play by far in the SEC is, I think it's Georgia and the under. I like Georgia and the under in the SEC title game. My favorite pick of the week, though, is I think this Oklahoma offense is going to continue to roll, and I think their defense is going to continue to collapse. I love the over 77.5 or 78, depending on where you're betting, in Oklahoma, Texas, in the Big 12 title game. So that's three picks for you. Georgia, the under in the SEC, and the over in the Big 12. Thanks for hanging with us here. Outkick the coverage early in the morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on Fox Sports Radio. Back to you, RJ. We appreciate Clay giving us that exclusive. Brad, let's break it down quick. Georgia in the under, 
probably has some correlation. Underdogs and unders tend to go together. Do Absolutely. Like- yeah, I do lean with that, but uh, I think I'd prefer the under more than anything now. On the Just side. by itself. Oklahoma over feels kind of square. Very square. Oklahoma overs have been profitable. Now, squares though. win. Yeah, 10 and 2 to the over this year, Oklahoma. I'm not going to be betting it, though. All I know is Haystack Hank doesn't dress real well. I don't know where he's spending his money. But it's not on clothes. Guys, we were brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. We move now to the NBA TNT's doubleheader tonight. The second game of the doubleheader sees the Clippers at the Kings. L.A. a two-and-a-half point favorite. Fez, you got a best bet taking off the rubber band. Yes, I like Sacramento plus two-and-a-half hosting the Clippers. RJ, this is a terrible spot for the Clippers. Back-to-back games, and the Clippers have played Seven games the past 13 nights. Contrast that with Sacramento. They play, They last played Sunday night at home. They lost by 20 at home. They've been off all week at home. Love the spot for a rested Sacramento team. Right, and what's the line for Sacramento? Sacramento plus two and a half. Okay. I like my instincts are I like this too. Clippers getting a lot of attention, even though you could get them today to win the title at 300 to one. So... The market doesn't believe in the Clippers fully. And not only do you have rest with Sacramento, as you said, but you've got a team that's chomping at the bit or champing, as some people say. I hate that, but okay. I think that's proper. Off the loss to make a statement. So it makes a lot of sense. Maybe overvalued Clippers, a motivated Sacramento. By the way, guys, think for a minute about this Toronto-Golden State line. Toronto against the Warriors are favored by nine points. Now, I know... That Curry's out and Draymond Green's out, but boy, Draymond Green's only worth what a half point, Fez? Half point only. This just shows you how valuable Curry is. Nine points. There has not been a time Golden State with either Curry or Durant playing under Steve Kerr in all those years that they've been this big of an underdog. This is historic disrespect in a way to the depth of Golden State. They're saying without Curry, this team's not all that good. What a statement, especially with Durant supposed to be the better player. By the way, last thing, also a sign of Toronto respect. So I'm not laying it, but boy, a ton of Toronto respect here, favored by nine, TNT over Golden State. Fez, 20 seconds. you got a bonus Thursday night football prop bet. Yeah, Dallas running back Zeke Elliott. I am going under the 85 rush yards. I think he only gets 75 or 80, and I like that it somewhat hedges my big bet on Dallas plus seven and a half. Wow. So he was saying he thought Zeke was going to run wild, and now he's saying under? Uh, Maybe I convinced him finally, Brad. If anything, that's a sign of how smart Fez is. It took him an hour, but he came around. The Odd Couple is next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.